culture. I'm saying it's definitely deeper than rap. There are a lot of great things happening in hip-hop for sure. From the outside looking in, you may not even understand. We're reporting live from deep within the culture. Ayo, part learning platform. Part inspiration. I'm talking all things culture. It's the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast with DJ Eakin. It's DJ Eakin Tampa's most connected DJ, man. Hip Hop Study Hall, the podcast, man. Um, And I appreciate everybody who bears with me because... And this may or may not be the truth, but it's my truth. Last week, I wanted to record Jason and a few rappers threw some things off. So that made us not have a show last week. Believe me, I wanted to be here and record Jason and a few rappers. Let's say that again. Jason and a few rappers threw some things off with scheduling. Hence, now we're back with this week's episode. May or may not be the truth, but it's my truth. And that's what I'm walking with right now. You know, I'm walking with my truth. Um, got a pretty dope show lined up today. Uh, Ron Suno, drill rapper, co-op city, New York, Bronx native is going to be on the pod later on to talk about the drill rap scene as well as everything going on with it, as well as his new records and his situation with empire records. And I got my guy here who I knew it, but I finally said it out loud today because he might've caught me staring the best blazer game in the best, best blazer game in the game. That's how you put it right there. Look at me, Jason, when I'm saying this. The best blazer game in the game. The law father, William Frankie. Hey, yo, we talking all the facts. You're blind, baby. You're blind from the facts. With the law father, William Frankie. You can't handle the truth. On the Hip Hop Study Hall podcast with DJ Eakin. Okay, see, there you go. Now now we've officially introduced you to the pod. And see, that's, that's how valuable you are, is that you have your own piece, like a segment piece. So when you come here, like, they have to know that you're here. That's you awesome. Because I figure like this. There's a lot of things that I say <laughs> that may or not be may or may not be close to the truth. They may have a little slant on it, but I figure like when I ask you, I'm gonna get the facts, right? Maybe, um, maybe. Well, hopefully, I, well, hopefully, yes. I I trust you, so. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it gives me somebody to blame if it's not all the way the facts, right? So that's what it does. Um, I I want to get into some news and some news stories that I wanted to talk to you about, but of course I'd be amiss if we didn't talk about um your governor. The Santos, who was right here in Tampa at USF, um, Jason, um, just give him the clip. I ain't even going to give him a pre of the clip. Just give him the clip. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. (laughs) Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this this is ridiculous. All right. Well, it's good to be at USF. Okay. Now, for everyone who heard it now, um... Your governor at USF, <laughs> the kids trying to follow protocol, all masked up. And of course, in typical, in typical Donald Trump little brother fashion, he told everybody, hey, we don't need that here. We don't even need to do that here. Take the mask off. Just, just give me your thoughts when you because I've gotten a clip from about 15 different people. Right. right. And they're like, he's so des- desensitized or whatever. And a lot of people told me this and I didn't even know this, that his wife actually has cancer. So he should even be more mindful of having on a mask because she has a pre, you know, a pre-existing condition. Just, I mean, just your thoughts on when you saw the clip. I mean, first my, my governor, it's like, it's like my kids, <laughs> right. When they're, when they're not being good. Right. Hey, hey Daryl, right. Daryl, right. my wife, it's, Hey, your son is doing this. <laughs> right. But man, I, you know, I, I like him. Like he's, he's my age. Right. right. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then he does dumb stuff. 
Like, come on, dude. You know, everybody in the world knows the microphones are on. So either you wanted everybody to hear this and, right. and know that you're trying to be, you know, the big guy in the room. Dude, you're the governor. Of course, you're the big guy in the room. Right. Right. And yeah, are the USF kids, look, they're college kids. Are they being smart asses? Maybe. I mean, you remember being college age? Yeah. I remember it. And yeah, there's small teams I that they probably were. would have been doing the same thing. Right. Right. Maybe for less political purposes because I didn't really know much about <laughs> politics back then. But, right. you know. Just to just to be a pain, but, but in the kids' defense though, like they're still kids though. Like right. like I just I guess what bothered me about it was how he just turned around and almost like scolded them. <laughs> right when still there are certain like in certain areas there are kind of mask mask mandates are still kind of out here. Right, you know, like not saying that Florida has has followed them in a while, <laughs> but they're still kind of out here. Right, so on another on another way to look at it, the kids might have been trying to be respectful. Uh. Maybe not, but well, but you know the CDC did actually like if we look at the timeline, right? The CDC did change some of the mask guidelines about a week before this, maybe a little less. But at the end of the day, Ron DeSantis, dude, you're the governor, right? Why are you taking this stance with a bunch of college kids? But just have a little more presence about you, right? I mean, we talk about being professional, acting like a professional, in as a lawyer, and you know, you just the way you carry yourself, right? And it really, I think, it kind of took him down a peg. To, you know, go down and, and be, hey, I'm going to scold you for wearing a mask versus just ignoring it. Just ignoring it, walking up to the podium, do your thing, say what you got to say, move on. Just out of curiosity, how high do you think he was already? Like, if you said he came down a bit, how high? I mean, I'm trying to think. Of, like, I can't say that the, nobody doesn't like him because the dude is governor. Somebody voted him in. Right. right? And I don't. I can't even necessarily say that he's a bad governor because... Compared to what other people are saying, right, with us not having as many mandates, we're not doing as bad as people would think that we're doing here in Florida when it comes to new cases or, you know, people being affected right now by the, by the virus, right? So maybe in a sense, he's not doing so bad with some of the things that he's doing, right? right? But dropping him down a notch, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how high up that dude actually is. And, and that just but, could be my opinion. <laughs> I mean, there's only 50 governors, right? There's, well, there's only 50 state well, governors. when you put so. it that way. You know, they're, they're, you know, they meet with the president a lot, right? You'll hear the president talk about meeting with the state governors. And so it, it's a powerful position. Right. You know, I mean, I wouldn't mind being governor. Maybe, let's work on that. You know, Frankie Eakin. No, I Governor it, honestly, and, and second. And, and guy with the best connect. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need to be is the guy with the best connect. You're the governor. I promise I won't even call you late. I won't call you after the club. I promise I won't even call you when I'm leaving the club. And he'd be like, yo. You want to call? Man, I call the governor right now. That's a, I can see that's me right walking in a hard rock at like four thirty oh, in the morning. That's awesome, bro. I call the I call the governor on you. Yeah, sure you will, bro. I call the governor on you, and you be answering the phone like, dude, come on, dude. Like I got this job now. You just can't call here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe, Hello, maybe. Um, I wanted you to come here today because a couple of things have happened um, on the scene here in Tampa locally, as well as, and you know me, I always have these hip hop questions for you, right? Because right. I always, always have these things that to me, you know, on a serious note, I think that there's so much misinformation that goes out there when you're, when you're talking culture or when you're talking people in the comments, right? Things like that, that I want people to hear, you know, something I mean, I trust your what you tell me on this because uh, I think that you you know the law from being an, an ex police officer as well as being a damn good lawyer, right? So that's why you know 
I'm just not a fan of keep giving people misinformation. Right. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of barbershop conversation. I love all of that. But I think at some point, too, though, we need to get some real facts out there, especially when it comes to the next generation. Right. Because they take things and just be like, well, you know, I could do this because I saw a little Bootsy do it or I saw the baby do it. I, I could do whatever. And, 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 and no, you can't, you know, like take, for example, right now. And this is probably not something that I sent you, but something that you've seen. Right. Uh, let's talk Kanye West right now. Right. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are. For lack of a better term, Kim has asked for a divorce. Right. From what I'm hearing right now, <laughs> Kanye's doing everything not to grant her divorce. <laughs> Look, here's what's crazy about it. Kanye's doing everything not to grant her a divorce, but dating women that look like her while also telling her, I want to get my family back together. Like, it's the most confusing thing ever. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a gigantic text group text that I'm trying my best to get out of, but every time I hit mute or something, the iPhone's not working out and I keep being in the message. It doesn't matter. Like, I keep being there, right? So... What I wanted to ask you about the Kanye thing, because a lot of women have come on, you know, line and started to speak about this part. Right. Like Kanye has done so much publicly. Right. He's talked to her about the kids online. He's he's talked about Pete Davidson online. He's threatened Pete Davidson. He's done all kinds of things. And then he even went online one day and said, my phone has not been hacked, holding a sign that says it's me making these text messages. Right. And I'm getting to my point, people, I promise. And then the latest thing I saw was he was filing a motion to not allow his social media or things that he said on social media to be a, to be able to be admitted in his divorce proceedings. Some of the women that I saw in the comments, some of the things that they were saying, and even some posts were saying, if Kanye West were anybody else, if he were me, DJ Eakin, uh, you know, I got a couple of thousand. I ain't got billions. Though. I got a couple <laughs> of thousand, right? I would be locked up for harassment. There'd be a restraining order. There would be something going on so my question is, is Kanye actually committing a crime or because maybe Kim hasn't filed something that it's okay for him to get away with all this stuff, even in front of the world? Yeah. So, and dude, you've done a great job today of making me feel really old. Okay. I, I, I haven't been following Kanye as closely. I don't know what drill rap is. And the videos that you sent me today, I had to go to my office to people in my office and go, I need you to help me out and break down for me. What the heck is going on here? Like, I'm going to be 40 this year. I'm not that old. I'm still in my 30s. And man. Dude, your blazer game is on point, dude. Like a 27-year-old, dude. Like 27 to 35, that blazer game is. You go to any of those gatherings and they'd be like, whoa, bro, bro. So you, you're doing okay, bro. You're doing okay. We're going to have to hang out. And you're going to have to kind of get me back in the loop. Dude, I, but we're right there. We're going to go to some gatherings, dude. We're going to go. There we go. So, you know, on the Kanye thing, right? Number one, I'm kind of surprised that it's not over yet, that there wasn't a prenup. I mean, typically... You would have a prenuptial agreement, especially with two people with such diverse, not diverse backgrounds, but uh, real extensive backgrounds in terms of both very wealthy, right? Right. So both bringing a lot of assets into the marriage. You would think there'd be a prenup, which a prenup is just a fancy way of saying it's a contract. Right. And both sides are saying, if we leave, you get this, I get this, and we go our separate ways. Right. It should be a relatively quick process. I mean, someone was telling me recently about uh, a celebrity one about, you know, a couple, two, three weeks done. Right. right. Because the, the prenup was ironclad. Right. Now, Kanye's a little crazy. Right. I mean, so to try to make some sense of what the heck he's doing. Right. But nothing that you said there necessarily raises to the level of being a crime. He may be being an idiot. He may not be being a good guy. Right. right? And, and I think there's a difference there. Now, 
Look, what you put on social media, and I talk to clients about this all the time, right? And they actually, I have them sign off that they won't post anything about their incident at all the entire time. Right. They never listen, right? (laughs) Right. But at least in Florida, all of that's discoverable. You can get all of that information. So when we're in in a lawsuit and and a a, a divorce proceeding is just a a lawsuit, you know, in family law, they change the names around a little bit. So you have a divorce proceeding versus a lawsuit, but it's the same thing, right? Right. And, And so you can go get that. You've made it public. So, and what the courts have said is, even if you've made your profile private, everything in there, is accessible. So you can use that in court against somebody else, right? Now, the thing is, and the biggest question in all of this is, is California a no-fault? And I think they're in California, right? Right. So, and and assuming they got, and I guess to take a step back, it's not necessarily where they live, although it partially may matter where they live. Where they're domiciled is is the official legal term for it, right? So it's where you were married, okay? So if they were married in Florida but then have lived in California, for example, for the requisite amount of time, usually about six months, okay? Then it would go on in Cal. Then the divorce would happen in California under California law. Otherwise, it would come back here to Florida even if they technically live in California, right? okay? But I, I, I think California might be a no-fault state like Florida. So Florida's a no-fault state in terms of car accidents, but also divorce too. And it doesn't matter what you do, right? It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter who you do at any point in time. Even if it was during the marriage, even if person walks in on you, right? It doesn't matter. It is straight up. These are the assets. This is the money. These are the the items that belong to the marriage. You get half, and you get half, and that's it. Now you can fight over child custody and and the timing, and maybe if there's some items that may or may not be marital, what's called marital assets, right? That, hey, you have an inheritance from somebody dying, so that's yours and not the spouse's. Right. But everything else, split 50-50, and then even childcare is, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but it's, you know, the idea is to get, you know, as much, as you know, pretty close to 50-50, and then child support is just a straight-up worksheet. And it's, person makes this, the liabilities are this, and this is the amount of child sharing. And it's really simple, but I mean, they, they're heavily contested. Right. And it did seem, I, I thought it would be fairly quick too, because in the beginning, it's like, she got the house, whoop de whoop whatever was going on, and she got certain things, and then all of a sudden, he bought a house across the street or something. It's just been so many things that have gone on in that in that thing. That, and, you know, she's gone to court and asked to go back to her maiden name because she wants yeah. to be declared a single and all this other stuff. So it was just so many things that... You know, but the public and when I watch the public chime in or people chime in and, and that was one of the questions, you know, like I said, I saw a lot of females in particular yeah. start to say stuff like we're watching a woman go through, you know, harassment and, and be, you know, abused, mentally abused and stuff like that right in front of our eyes. And we're commenting and laughing and that sort of thing. But this is abuse, you know, and so that's what made me want to ask you, like, how far, you know, is it? Well, not saying it's okay, like you said, uh, you know, it, but in law terms. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of a, of a court granting an injunction just off, at least off the top of my head and from, from the legal side and from the law enforcement side, granting an injunction to stop communication just based on verbal. Right. right. And, and, and I can't imagine that Kanye West is necessarily going deep enough to, to make it that way right to 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 be instilling enough fear verbally 
right? And I haven't seen what he said, right? So I'll, I'll put that caveat well, Let me stop in. you there at that part, because there has been a part where you know now she's dating Pete Davidson, which you said, I'm still catching you up on all this right. stuff. Pete Davidson is a guy, he's one of the Saturday Night Live I know who Pete Davidson is. Okay, there you go. So I'm not that old. I'm old, but not that old. Well, we're keeping up, right? So how, Pete, on. how is Pete Davidson... How has that happened? Let me tell you something. Pete Davidson not only had her, he had Ariana Grande. He had, he, Pete Davidson has had some winners. And you know what females are telling me? Pete Davidson makes makes chicks laugh. He's simple. And and the word I got that why Kim may be attracted to him is because it's simple. Mm. It doesn't come with okay. the chaos that is Kanye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. simple. Like, just probably make me laugh. I just I just got simple stuff. You know, it's it's like... Yes, this other stuff is chaos. Even though to me, I think the Kardashians cause half the chaos that's going with them. Like <laughs> they right. schedule photographers to be somewhere where they are to get on the blog. You know, this sort of thing and that sort of, you know, that. But that it just might be as simple as that. Like Pete's a fun dude, you right. know. And yeah, sometimes yeah. I think, my sisters have told me this, that sometimes the most beautiful woman, the simple guy gets her because he just approaches her normal. Whereas, you know. That. A lot of other guys be like, I got to do this, I got to do that because she's just that fine. Mm. And then you mess everything up in the process because he's like, she's so turned off because she's, it's not been simple with anybody. And right. the simple guy comes up and just be like, yeah, your dress is all right. I know it's worth like six million, but your dress. And she's like, nobody's ever said that to me. <laughs> I take my pants off. I'm sorry. So, so not where we should be. But, it, you know, so. So anyway, he, right. so Kanye said. Kanye said. It got so bad, the stuff that Kanye was saying about Pete Davidson online and like um, even the new video he put out with the game, it's called Easy. From what I understand, there's a part in the video where he buries Pete Davidson, like kills him and buries him. Um, but it got so bad, whatever he was doing, the, 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 the going after him online, that Kim wrote him and Kanye put this text message out to everybody oh. and said, you got to stop because what's going to happen is somebody that follows you or is so enamored with you and into this Kanye wave is going to do something to Pete when he's somewhere. And you know, you just never know when a fan's going to do something, yeah. right? Pete's somewhere doing whatever he calls him, Skeet. So all this stuff has been going on that involves Pete Davidson. Okay. So he's been doing all of that. So there's been threats against Pete yeah. and, you know, and and then Kanye came back and said, um, okay, I'm telling everybody, don't do nothing to Pete Davidson. I don't want that to happen. You know, so there's been things like that said. Um, I don't know what that means when it comes to the law, but you, you see, you end up walking this really fine line, right? Especially when we're talking about essentially artistry in a video, right? Yeah. Right. Is it probably wrong to show a, to make a video of you burying somebody? But couldn't you all, I mean, look, you're, you're involved in the hip hop game, right. And everything else. Couldn't you also make the argument that it's artistry and that you're using your first amendment, right. To, you know, visually depict something that you don't truly, you're not truly wishing death upon that person. Right. But you're using it for some other symbolism. Boom. There's the legal side, right. That that's the, the really simple, you know, everyday person breakdown of the legal side. And that's what I want because because you know all this other stuff makes it hairy, right? So right. the legal side is is what what I like. I said the comments are crazy. I mean, you 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 you're not old enough that, that you don't know what's going on on social media. You just don't read it all day and then caught in it like you know like I may happen to be for <laughs> hours at a time. Um, here in Tampa lately too, um, we've had a few incidents that happen right downtown in downtown Tampa, right? And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because you've been in the law enforcement community here part of it big part of it you also big part of the legal what goes on here in the city and it's just the city that i know that you care about like i do and you know a lot about right so we recently had an incident like there's been a few incidents in this little area in downtown and for those who 
don't know about downtown Tampa. It's 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 they're building it up. Yep. They've got some high rises down there. We've got a couple, few nice food places down there, a nice park. We're doing a lot of lot of good stuff in the city down there. But recently we've had like some shootings downtown and in particular in this three venue area that sits in the middle of like some pretty pricey apartment buildings, right? Right. Um most recently um a spot called Bella which is for lack of a better term it's a it's a it's a a low-key mid-range priced Italian restaurant that turns into like a loungy type thing. They do day parties there, that sort of thing. And I've gotten more details from the streets, you know, <laughs> after, you know, sending the original video to you. But what ultimately resulted there was there was an altercation that spilled outside and a 21 year old kid was killed. Another kid is in the hospital right now that's had multiple operations. But um, the shooting I'm here might be in self-defense now that yeah. aside we're still getting you know all the, the facts on that from your experience though in a city like tampa that's trying to build up its 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 entertainment downtown scene what kind of effect does that have in the mayor's office like when they're looking at things or you know just or even in law enforcement when they start is it a it does it become a numbers thing where they're like dude there's too much going on yeah i, I mean look there's there's a, a lot of moving parts here in a lot of pieces and you know to we'll start kind of with thing and then kind of work our with with actually what happened and maybe work our way around to it but i'll start with that i know a, a buddy of mine lives in one of those um you know the fancy high-rise apartments there right. that are super expensive right and maybe a month or two ago he was in my office and we were just shooting the breeze and he's like man it's getting bad over there he's like i'm looking at moving out because the people that are moving into these apartments our trouble right right and and this isn't some like nerdy buttoned up guy like to have him tell me that is not like you know i don't know wh whoever else but it, right it carried weight put it this way it carried weight when he told me that right so it seemingly has been bubbling up and bubbling up and and it's a multiple part thing right because on the law enforcement side you gotta go okay we gotta do something about this right right we can't just turn a blind eye to this now, do two incidents make law enforcement say we have to do a wholesale change? Probably not. But from what I understand, it's not just two incidents. Right. That's because I know of a third that was not in the news, but because, Definitely. you know, my boy right. was telling me, I, okay, you know, equally as bad. And that wasn't just an isolated thing. There's other things that have been going on. So, you know, to them and, and, and look, part of it may be how many of these things are reported? That, that too. That's a problem, right? And, and, you know, who with TPD wants to work downtown, which then becomes another another piece to the puzzle. Do you have the go-getters wanting to work downtown when downtown historically has been a little quieter, right? Right. You want your go-getters on the law enforcement side to be the ones in those neighborhoods where you have problems, right? I mean, when I first started, I was assigned to one of those neighborhoods because it was like, yeah, he's the guy that's going to go run after run after people and chase him and get in car chases and fight whoever he needs to fight when they're trying to fight him, right? I mean, right. that was that was the assignment. And you almost you need that type of person there. The the type of person who's just going to, you know, the the big guy in the car who's just going to sit and just hi guys and just let everybody go right. do, do their do thing. Craziness. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's tough. It's who do you put in that area? And then how do you control? I mean, when I worked, we had rules, right? We, by we, I mean me and the people that lived in the neighborhood. And it was basically the people, and, and look, there was a lot of drug dealers in the neighborhood, 
right? And there were the things that go along with drug dealing that would happen. And about every six weeks, we'd sit down and we'd have a conversation. We'd go, keep it in the house. Don't come outside. Don't fight. Don't shoot each other. You know why? I don't get complaints from everybody else. Right. When you're just quiet in your house. When you come out, I have to deal with all the complaints. And then they come to me and then they go to my supervisor. And then my supervisor comes to me and goes, why aren't you doing something? Right. What's up with your neighborhood? Right. right. And then you got to come in. You got to do something. So, you know, and, and I think it's easier in a single family home neighborhood because everybody's on ground level. So you can have those conversations versus in a high rise. It comes a little bit tougher because how do you go up to the fifth? I mean, yes, it's you can go up to the 15th floor, mm-hmm. but it's a little different. Right. It's right. It, there's a, another dynamic to it. So there are challenges on the law enforcement side and it's just they're going to have to do something. But I think it, it really stems beyond the law enforcement side. And they're going to just, honestly, it's probably more presence, right? But then again, those, the parking garages in, those, uh, um, in the high rises, guess what? They're gated. And law enforcement doesn't have an easy, I probably maybe, maybe this is too much information for me, <laughs> but they don't have an easy way to get in. Right. You know, so they got to get buzzed in to get through the gate. So it's kind of hard to patrol when you got to wait to be buzzed in. Right. So there are there are challenges from that perspective, but that, you know what I think, and, and so I I was catching what you were saying right as I was reading the article because my first thought was and I was going to ask you what you knew like from what you've heard on the streets about it. Right. My first thought was this was probably self defense because of them saying, well, the shooter is cooperating with police. Yeah. Well, j- just to, again, I haven't read this officially just the rumor on the street again this is the rumor on the street is that it started inside the guy really got jumped and the guy is a veteran a military veteran that's licensed to carry as it spilled outside they were still like on him he was able to get to his car because he parks close he's got a very nice car but he usually valets or parks close he was able to get to his car as this shit this is it was still going on, got to his thing and everything else after that is like, you know what happened, right? Right. And he got he he was able to get it off, right? That's why after that, like you said, the word has been like he's cooperating because he felt like he had nothing to hide, right? And in that, one of the things I, that I I I I keep telling people about all of these things, right? And I and I I've said it about a couple of venues here. And and I'll just use my own self as an example. Years ago, I wanted to work at the Kennedy. And I wanted yeah. to work at the Kennedy because the Kennedy spread out my audience. It was a bunch of people who I knew didn't normally know me. They rich, weren't in the normal. Rich UT college kids. Uh, yeah, but yeah. also, too, <laughs> kids that I, that didn't. Well, for, for me, it was more so because, honestly, what's really crazy is I didn't don't know if I knew much about UT then. I just knew that a lot of people who went to the Kennedy didn't look like me, but yeah. I could play for them. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And being in the iHeart building, I met a lot of sales reps that could get me in different places. Right. So shout out to this chick named Jillian from Chicago that I met. She got me a meeting with them. And the first thing they said to me was, yo, Eakin, man, we love the brothers, man. But, you know, if my club turns black, because everybody is also to me in Tampa, not everybody, but a lot of people don't want their club to turn black, per se, because once it turns black, per se, it gets this stigma on it. Right. And then you can't seem to get everybody to come. Right. Right. So as long as it stays kind of a mixed up, but it's not known as a black club. Because that comes with guaranteed we're frisking people at the door. There's a metal detector. And I get it. Everybody doesn't want to be in that environment. But a lot of people want the money from that environment. But my response (laughs) to them when they said that, and the reason I bring this up was I said to them, I said, look, you control that. I go, I can play any music I want. Like, dude, like, I know how to do this. 
but you control that. And what I said to them was what you can't let, not even just black, but to me, what I call the hip hop audience do to you is disrespect you because here's what the hip hop audience will do. If I know there's a dress code and I show up out of dress code right? and you still let me in because I give you 20 to 25 more dollars, I got you. Yep. Because now I know I can buy my way in anything I want to. And if I'm a hustler, scammer, whatever, I'm probably standing there with 5,000, 6,000 in my pocket, right? And planning to make that again this week. So if you ask me for an extra hundred bucks, man, I got that for everybody in my crew. It doesn't yeah. bother me. So, but now once I've disrespected your spot, I got you. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So now your door guy is so happy that he's getting over what he would normally get. And he's got extra that now he's barely even checking me in my crew, right? Yeah. And now the energy that you're starting to let in your place has changed because sometimes if you don't watch that energy, what comes with the hustler crew and this crew ain't just black. It's just the, the, the scammer, the more street crew later on at night. And that ain't always mean that they hard and killing. It just means that they in a different life than the normal nine to five person. Right. right. So what comes with that is I might be have have. Uh, in that little crossbody Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, I might got 5,000 in there, but there's also a nine in there. There's a Glock in yeah. there, right? And you didn't even check me for it. Right. But in my Snapchat, because Eakin has seen this, in some of the places in this city that if I, it would surprise people that the guys that are buying tables, they at their table showing their Glock. <laughs> but you've let them in your club, not frisking them. And then yeah. you're surprised when something breaks out and there was a gun involved. And I think that people are like, because the hip hop or you know that crowd, scammer crowd, We'll buy tables. We'll pay more weekly. Yeah. Not saying for special events, but weekly. Just come out and spend money they ain't supposed to spend. Bottles upon bottles. Now you look at your bottom line going, bro, I can handle this. But you really aren't because when something like this jumps off, nobody on your team was prepared. No. There's there's so many ramifications all around, right? And, and I think you're right on that. It, it's not necessarily a black thing. I mean, you can have that right. same demographic across the board. It doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. Right. Right. And, and so, but yeah, it, cause if you let the one guy in, how does the next guy who's back in line, he wants to get in, but he doesn't know the game until he sees you. And then now he's got the game and now he's in dude, I, which I, is why I carry all the time. Well, all the time you're carrying properly though. Yes. Right. But everywhere. <laughs> it's, because it's, everybody else is who's right, not legal right <laughs> no it's like nobody's leaving home without it yeah and and i've literally seen it like like in some of the most respected spots here blue martini uh drink where literally i've seen blue martini when it was here yeah i was doing saturday nights i never really saw the register rang over 10 20 bucks i never really did but on sunday night which was the hip-hop urban night <laughs> man i've seen that door guy be like hundred dollars and you'd be like, $100? Hey, man, either pay or get out of line. <laughs> because the six girls behind you are paying $100 to get in. And the only difference in this Sunday's party and last Sunday's party was that everybody has Monday off. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was, it, it was, it's been, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and so I say that to say, I tell people this all the time when I'm giving parties. Like, they'll be like, well, Egan, this dude's out of dress code. I go, no, that dude is Nelly. I can sell <laughs> Nelly. If Nelly shows up here with a sweatsuit on, I can sell him. Yeah. Because when I put those pictures, people are going to go, Nelly was there last night? I can sell that. I cannot sell the third string defensive lineman that never has his helmet off that just looks like a big guy in the club. So yeah. he's got, he needs to be in dress code. And then what also happens that people seem to forget is usually those people come with an entourage, right? So let's yeah. just use somebody that was popular here. Let's use 
Antonio Brown. Right. And not saying that he came out a lot. I'm just using him because he's popular. Antonio Brown might come to your party every single week. Right. Right. He's popular. You want him there. Right. But he's got six of his boys that always come with him. And you kind of need them because they kind of, you know, they got to make sure he's okay, Right. But then Antonio Brown is already done with what he's seen here because he's been here like six months. The pretty girls that he wanted to get, if then again, it's just an example. It wasn't him. (laughs) Right. He's ran through them. So now he's like, ah, Pickens here are slim. Yeah. But his boys still want to come to this party because they have privileges. <laughs> but so do you still let them in out of dress code? Do you still let them break all the rules? And that's, and that's what I think some of these people forget when they own these venues. So then when you get an incident like this, I'm not surprised. I'm sure you're not because you got other people telling you things that are going on. you know. And so it becomes, what does the mayor have to deal with? What does the chief of police have to deal with? What do people who are paying that rent have to deal with? Yeah, I, I mean... It's so multifaceted. The, the legal aspect of this whole thing is is awesome. Like we could we could talk for probably an hour and just break down the different aspects of it, right? Right. So we'll put aside the self defense part because that in and of itself we could just go crazy on and and <laughs> spend <laughs> right. a lot of time on. But here's the thing: it's it's not necessarily the mayor, right? It's not necessarily the police. It's and as as much as us lowly plaintiffs, personal injury attorneys, you know, we we get treated like the scum sometimes. It's on us, right? Because there's there's laws out there, and there's ways. And I would be shocked if we didn't see a lawsuit, even though maybe this was a justified shooting, right? That there is a negligence case out there against the owner, the venue, right? Right? Because if I know there's stuff going on out there, right? I don't live in downtown. Right. right. But I can read the news. Right. And I know somebody that lives out in that area that's told me. So if I know, I'm sure it's pretty common knowledge if you own a business there. Right. right. You're probably not blind to that fact. Well, you have an obligation to keep your patrons safe. Boom. And that's I mean, it's that simple. And if you know about it now, let's say this. Let's play the other side of it. Let's say this shooting was the first incident ever. Right. We never had any incidents in that area that, you know, that everybody living in, in that you know, luxury apartment complex, they're all, you know, 90 years old and, and they've never been a problem to anybody because, well, at 90, who are you being a problem? Right. To, right. <laughs> right. OK. You know what? You as the business owner, you don't have any liability. It's not your fault because sometimes things happen. Right. You can't control what everybody does. Right. And granted, you still can't control what everybody does. But what was telling was one of his quotes that I am now going to hire private security for when we have parties. Well, yep, you're probably a shooting too late for that because you have a duty and an obligation to keep your patrons safe. One of those things is having security if you know that there's incidents like this. Now, could you bring the city into this whole mess if you wanted to? It would make it a whole heck of a lot worse from the plaintiff's side to try to figure that out. But let's say, or not not to figure it out, but to bring the city in, that's a whole disaster. And it's difficult. It's much right. easier to deal with the business owner. But was there enough lighting? That's a thing, right? And especially, and it'd fall in the city because most likely the city owns the area all around there versus if you have like, use Dallas Bull, for example, because they have a big, big area, right? Right. So, big parking lot they would have lights they would have everything else they'd be responsible for making sure there's no dark areas security same thing so i think it becomes on us as the plaintiff's attorneys to go we're the ones enacting the things that help keep you safe we can make that bigger difference because 
we don't have any bureaucracy, right? We don't have to worry about what the police chief says or what the rank and file uh, uh, officers do or want to do or, or deal with anything other than did you have the right security measures in place? If not, you need to pay us. And, and, and it, it sounds greedy and everything else, but money talks, right? Just we talked about it right in the lead up on this, right? right. What were they, what are they concerned about? The money in the cash register, who's right. paying the tables, who's doing all of that. Right. Well, the only way we can do anything is to get money. And if they like it coming in, they sure as heck don't like it coming out. Yeah. Boom. Mm. So basically what you're saying is there's a lot of moving parts even in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. But yeah, so it, it would be a, a negligent security type case, mm-hmm. okay, is, is what you would look at. And they probably have security there. Um, maybe. I, I guess by his quote, maybe they don't have anybody. Adequate. But adequate would be the thing. Something more than just somebody checking IDs, IDs at the door, right? right. But on another level, you got to go, well, at what point do you stop? Right. At what point do you frisk everybody coming in? And let's be real. I've been to places where they've patted me down and I've had stuff on me. Right. So it's right. like it's kind of a joke yeah, because you look at where it. they pat like they pat you down and you go, OK, yeah, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. And I'm just going to tell you it's my belt buckle. That's, right. You know, maybe. Yeah. hey, Jason, can we maybe <laughs> not, not put that out there? Everybody? Man. Um, yeah. I, I like when I, like I said, these the comments and stuff make me want to have these conversations with you. And so when I have these conversations, I learn a lot, and I hope people listening learn a lot too, because the law is very different from the hearsay, yeah. you know, and what we talk about in a barbershop or a hair salon <laughs> or nail salon, right? You have people in there sometimes that you'll be like, "Oh my God, you're an actual lawyer. You're giving us facts," as opposed <laughs> to, "Man, let me tell you something right now." My homeboy said, "You know, um, this one right here." Okay, so did you know about the baby? Well, so I watched the video. I. You're going to have to break this down for me because I didn't have okay. a clue. Now, All I know is I want a a jacket like like uh, the bandana jacket. That oh, looks oh. a puffy, multicolored bandana jacket. Oh, so that's a little I, boozy. I think that, you know, that could be pulled <laughs> off as a nice uh, blazer game. Okay. <laughs> now, before I get to the Bootsy clip, let me let me bring you up if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in, in the media. The baby pretty big rapper the last couple of years uh big record suge i mean just probably like top five in the last couple of years even with the pandemic going on originally from uh charlotte north carolina um just his history since he's been on the scene like he's just kind of done a lot of things his own way one of the biggest incidents that followed him though along with the records was he was in a walmart one day and a guy tried to rob him and he killed the guy in Walmart. Okay. Like, I'm not sure whether when he took the gun from the guy or whatever went down, yeah. the guy wound up dead. He wound up getting out of it because it became a self-defense case. The guy was, from what I understand, tried to rob him. But since that has happened, it's been one of the things of baby's le- the baby's legend, too. Because he, <laughs> every song I feel like the baby, if he doesn't kill me, he smacks the hell out of me, at least. Uh, at least. Okay. He has also slept with my girlfriend every third song. That's just how the baby moves. That's just, I mean, because he, and he, and I mean, don't get me wrong, the dude's super popular. He's got a lot of dope records. So even all that aside, like, I love his movement and what he's done. But he has been in a couple of incidents, right? Most recently, a big one was there's another, a young female who was, her name is Danny Lee. She signed to Def Jam, originally working with Prince. At Not the bad. age of like 17, 18, yeah. choreo- choreogra- choreographed one of Prince's videos before he passed away. 
and a pretty good artist in her own right, but no ways the level of the baby. Just this chick that she's had a couple of records, like a, got a really big record with Chris Brown on the remix. Um, a lot of dancing videos where I kind of discovered her at was not only the remix of the Chris Brown record with the Chris Brown record, but when Drake was doing the whole Kiki dance challenge, Kiki, she had one that Drake shared and it went viral or whatever. Right. So that's where her space has been. But most recently they were dating right? and she was the girlfriend or whatever. And next thing you know, she was pregnant and she had a baby by the baby. Right. So there you go. That's now I'm bringing you up. And then <laughs> one night we're on the internet and here comes the baby live on his Instagram live. And on his IG live, though, he's arguing with her. Okay. Trying to put, telling her that she needs to leave his house. She gets on her live. They're going back and forth. The whole incident shakes down to be that whatever they were going through, he told her she needs to get out. She's like, how does she get out with a newborn baby? I think the baby might have been a month and a half years old. It's just a bunch going on that that's not the part I want to get to. But in all of this, as the Internet does, everybody else <laughs> gets involved. Yes. Her brother, her brother, an aspiring artist in his own right, he comes on his live, which is now getting a little bit more hype because he's her brother. And he challenges the baby pretty much, tells him like, yo, like when I see you, it's on site. Yo, when I see you, you want to act like that with my sister, this, that, and the other. When I see you, it's on site. I never understand with all the money that these guys have, how come no one ever has anybody's number? Why do they come <laughs> on live and tell us? Like they just, it's like nobody has anybody's number to be like, yo, bro, I need to talk to you, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it's going to go, but to me, once it goes on live, we record it. We start sharing it. We all start giving our opinion on it. Whoop de whoop whoop. Okay, now that I've brought, but now you, up, you have to act on it. Boom! Which brings me right? to where we are now. Yeah, I, I mean, you're 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 <laughs> well in the world of hip hop. Yes, yeah. that's well, what it yeah, calls for. Yeah, in the world of hip hop, in the world of you doing this and you doing that, the next step is: Are you really gonna act on it, or are you just chasing clout? Because a lot of the comments were clout chaser. No one even knows who this kid is. He's Danny Lee's brother. Yeah. Even after he posted all the stuff, I still to this day don't know his name. I just know he's Danny Lee's brother, right? That's what I know. I mean, that's what the headline says. Right. So. And then again, I'm not trying to do more research. <laughs> I listened to one song. I wasn't trying to hear that either, right? Because I didn't ask you to be a rapper, dude, but that's a whole nother story. Okay. Now, I got you there. Then, the next step in this debacle, the baby is in a bowling alley with his crew, having a good time. I'm not even sure what was going on there, but yeah. he's, in, he's in the bowling alley. Now, if you are any kind of a rapper like the baby is, the baby is very much a mover of his social media. Goes yeah. live, tells you where he's gonna be. Like, he's just like that. But he's also told people, too, like, look, man, I'm not afraid of nothing. If you bring it to me, it's gonna happen. I'm just, and he's always said this. I, and, and I respect that. Like, he's just like, bro, I know I'm a rapper. I'm still trying to figure out this industry game, but I've been out here, bro. So don't just approach me any kind of way. Like, I've seen people try to do stuff to him on video, and it's just been a couple of different incidents. Which is kind of ridiculous. I feel like it's a lot of it's for show. Well, on both sides, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but anyway, right. <laughs> the next piece that happens and I'm I'm, again, everybody turns out. keep following me with this story. The baby and his crew and other people are at the bowling alley. I'm not sure if this is a party or whatever it is, but the bowling alley has a lot of people in it. And the baby, of course, being who he is, he's the center of attention. Yeah. And in comes Danny Lay's brother. He shows up now, not forgetting that. Remember, <laughs> you and I, I just we just discussed this. 
He said it's on site. Right. In the world of hip hop, for those who are not keeping up with the terminology, <laughs> on site means as soon as I see you, I don't care if we're in Publix, I don't care if we're at the doctor's office, I don't care if we're at the car wash, as soon as I see you, it's on site. Yeah. In the world of hip hop, right? In the world of urban culture. What we got on video was the brother standing there. I don't know how many words had been said. Yeah. But from every angle, the next move was the baby swinging on him. And then the next move was they were on the lanes and her brother was getting dragged by his hair. He was, he pretty much just got beat up by about four or five guys. Right. Then I saw course, that and I couldn't right. figure out who the heck was who. Right. It was well, kind of comical though, because they were on the lanes and could barely stand up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brilliance. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. So my question to you and I want to get to this Bootsy clip because Bootsy kind of thought kind of the way that I've been thinking, right? First of all, you knew the baby was not going to want to have a conversation because we know how this guy is. Right. Right. In his defense, he shouldn't want to. Like, it's all been done. And honestly, I didn't argue with you. I argued with your sister. Yeah. Okay. I get it. If we're going to have a conversation, I know if it's in front of people, who's going to be the one, you know, like Jay-Z said, I got no wins here. I got none because I'm the popular guy. Right. right. Um. Bootsy's take on it was Danny Lay's brother simply went so he could set up the lawsuit because what has happened since this incident is I'm not sure if any charges were pressed, but he has filed a lawsuit. Right. I did. I, yeah, I was aware that he did file a lawsuit. Right. He's filed a lawsuit. Bootsy, who is you got to know who Bootsy is. Yeah. Bootsy's famous and 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 to the, to the kids today he's considered an old school rapper but Bootsy is legendary in the south when it comes to hip hop right. and definitely legendary when it comes to coming out of Louisiana right he's yeah. legendary but lately one of the biggest things that keeps him around is he has these takes and he goes on Vlad TV shouts out to Vlad he goes on his own Instagram live you know he's been you know been at it with IG Mark Zuckerberg because they keep taking his IG <laughs> and this sort of that sort of thing but that's another story but Bootsy came out and said this whole thing was a setup. And he was saying that Danny Lee's brother knew he was ready to call the lawyer when he went there because he had already yep. threatened on site. He already know what kind of dude the baby is. If you really planned on fighting, which Danny Lee's brother came out and said later, if he'd had one or two more people with him, why did you go there by yourself? Like you knew you were <laughs> going to get jumped. Like, like if me and my boys are somewhere and somebody comes to start something, I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to say it's right, but they probably getting jumped. If they came looking for <laughs> right. trouble, they're probably going to get, I, I'm not even saying it's right, yeah. but that's probably what's going to happen. And it, it's just what happens, right? Let's Jason, let's play the Bootsy clip and Bootsy, like I said, he had a real direct take on this. And then I want to get your take on, is there an actual lawsuit here? You know, and oh, maybe fun. Uh, yeah. So Jason, let's get the Bootsy clip so that everybody can hear what Bootsy says. And it's, it's kind of direct and right there. Bootsy on Vlad TV talking about, the baby and Danny Lee's brother, the incident. With a great bandana jacket on. Yeah, that part. <laughs> My sister no more. It's gonna be some real short shit. I'm finna get some money out this nigga. So I can take care of my little what you call him and just stun on this nigga ass. I be thinking for I be thinking the other way. That shit was a setup, man. You go to bowl now like this with all these people, you know what's finna happen. I'm finna sue your ass. The lawyer was already cocked, man. It was a setup, man. Yeah, they ain't together no more. We finna eat off you. We finna try to eat off you. But no, that was a threat. Lucky well, he yeah, his ass I mean, shot. Yeah, I mean, he was talking a lot of shit and saying it's on site and everything else like that. You keep saying it's and, on site, bro. Like you, 
How can you tell somebody is on site who done been in drama, dramatized situations? Well, you who's got, been you, in, certain, who's like, been in, sh in multiple shootings? Been in sh one in of which included, a, included a death. You can't yeah. do that, bro. That is a threat, bro. That is yeah. a threat, bro. Any way you call it, everybody trying to shit on my boy. Yeah, I'm saying I'm gonna stand up and speak how I feel. A lot of people ain't gonna feel how I feel. But hey, bro, like, you know, he lucky he's still living, bro. You know, that's a threat, bro. You come here by yourself. It was a setup. Why you didn't come 30 strong? It was a setup. He knew baby would rag like that. That nigga chasing that bag, man. Boom. Great bandana jacket and all. My man, Lil <laughs> Bootsy, right there. Um, shout out to Vlad TV once again. Um, so, Bootsy says, period. Set up, man. He knew he was going to sue when he went in there. Is there? I mean, look, this, if you're the baby, mm -hmm. right? First off, on, on his kid's birth certificate, is he listed as the baby? Uh, that, the I, baby we, on the babies? Anyway. <laughs> we, we probably should check that, right? Lawyer, lawyer joke for the day, anyway. <laughs> you know, it kind of begins and ends with this kind of the cultural piece of why are you so concerned with someone saying about you on social media on a video? So if he says I'm coming on site, why are you that concerned? Like maybe you're concerned if you think he's going to kill you. Like I'm good. Like be concerned about that. If, if that's what you're, you're thinking of. Right. Right. But why this, and I'm getting off on the, from the legal tangent, but I'm going to get back to it. I gotcha. promise. What, why are we so motivated that we have to protect our ego, right? Just because somebody said something on social media and then they show up where we are, right? Right. So was it a setup? Maybe, probably. Is he going to get paid? Oh, most definitely. So let's, I mean, so let's break that down as to why. Look, he well, said something. stop you before yeah. you get to the why? Well, in hip-hop culture, and I always have to defend hip-hop <laughs> culture. Not that you're disrespecting it, but I have to because I, I, um, I've talked to more than, more than one artist, right? And rappers are in a very different place when it comes to, to violence. Some of it we bring on, some of it they bring on themselves. It's just, right. it's just the way the culture is, right? And so, and again, I'm not defending the baby and all that he does. I'm not. But I think people, anyone in this community, in the hip-hop community, would take it as, you don't know what can happen when someone says on site and then they show up where you are. You understand what I'm saying? But what you are trying to avoid is it happening. So you either strike first or you don't want to get caught there. But now that he's caught there, that's where I think the striking first. And again, I'm not saying, because yeah. I'm asking for a very legal piece here. Right. You know, but in his defense and the when you talk mindset, right? Like me, I've always felt, doesn't make me right, and I don't have the millions to lose like the baby does, that... I am too small to get hit first. So nine times out of 10, 9.5 times out of 10. <laughs> if I'm in an argument with someone and we keep arguing and it, like if I've tried to walk away and that person just keeps coming, I'm probably going to hit that person first. I just, I just, it's just, I just feel like that because that to me is self-defense. If I'm like right. trying to walk away and now I didn't, I, in the video, it didn't look like the baby tried to walk away. But again, the baby did say, you know, and, and it's out there, too. Like, he told him, like, bro, like, this is not a problem you want. Don't do that part. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this on-site stuff, yeah. don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Ha-ha, sounds good when you say it on these videos, but don't do it because right. it's going to go down. So, back to your legal part. So, and, and it's, let's not confuse the two things because 
you you being in an argument and you're what like five seven five eight yep. right and, and me being in an argument with somebody i'm six feet right it, so we have a little bit different threshold when we talk about defending ourselves but either way you're in an argument with somebody and you walk away and that person keeps advancing towards you and advancing towards you right and is using threatening words as they're advancing towards you that's an entirely different scenario than and we'll just we're just going to assume that the baby's just standing there right? right and this guy comes in yeah he on video goes on site okay but what does that mean we know what it means per you the know culture right right but even in us knowing what it means culturally doesn't really tell us what it means because boom doesn't mean i'm going to swing at you doesn't mean i'm going to shoot you doesn't mean i'm going to take a grenade and throw it at you Gotcha. Does or does it just mean I'm going to say really nasty things to you when I see you in person? Now, culturally, we know that it's not the latter, the last one, right? But it could be, and I could make the argument that that's what I meant by it, which is why that's under the law. That's a meaningless thing that happened. Ah, right. It's not imminent, right? And it's not it's not going to happen right there. And there's there it's essentially conditional, right? I could tell you right now we're sitting right next to each other. Eakin, next time I see you, it's on, and I'm going to shoot you. No, guys, hypothetical, right? I'm right. not going to shoot Eakin. It's not <laughs> right. going to happen. <laughs> right. Okay? That's not an assault. I didn't assault you at all. It's not imminent. I don't have the means to do it right now, and it's conditional. I didn't break the law one bit with that statement, right? But in the barbershop, but that's in the a barbershop, that's a threat. Right. Right? Gotcha. But so we, we, I mean, I mean, the way we talk about it though, I don't even mean like it it would happen. I mean, like when you're doing homeboy law, though, it's like, man, he threatened me right there. Yeah. And, and and I think, you know, under the law, and I say, I think because there's, there's no true black and white, right answer, right? Anytime you're talking about the law, everything is some shade of gray or, or some interpretation of all of the facts. Right. Right. But let's say, and we'll get back to the baby's piece, but let's say I do see you in the parking lot. And I had just said that to you, right? You would have a right to be a little bit more concerned. But what if I just walked right up to you, stuck my hand on, and shook your hand? But as I'm reaching my hand up, you just turn around and shoot me. It's not really self-defense because I didn't really do anything. Right. You know? Now, we're in that same situation. I've already said what I said. And I go, I'm going to shoot you. And I reach into my jacket and you shoot me. I might not have committed an assault because maybe I just have a pen in my jacket, right? And because I don't have the means and it's not imminent. However, I would say you have an absolute duty or an absolute ability to defend yourself in that situation because I've already threatened you, even though it's not technically truly a threat under the law, right? right? But you have that perception going in. I tell you I'm going to do something to you as I'm right here with you and I reach in my jacket and you don't know what I'm reaching in my jacket for. Boom. So, you know, there's that scenario. The baby, be a little bit smarter when you have lots of money and you are a big name, right? Look, as, as even as we were joking about that, I'm old, right? And, you know, don't know what the heck's going on. I know the baby, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm not sure I could tell you exactly which one of the songs is his, but I know I've heard his songs before, right? right? And so we'll go with, if I know you, you have some level of star power, right? Be a little bit smarter, right? Don't swing first. Now, the problem is we don't know what was said. But from what I could see in the video, nothing started off 
until that first swing. Right. right. He didn't, like, it, her brother didn't charge him per se. Right. Nothing like that. You know, so I, I'm, I'm concerned about your words, right? If I'm the baby, I'm concerned about your words and what you said on video. To me, it's more of I'm protecting my ego. And because the hip hop community and hip hop culture says, I have to do this to you, I'm going to do it. Maybe it was a setup, but what does it matter? Right? It, at the end of the day, yeah, maybe it makes this uh, this lady's brother, uh, you know, a dirt bag because, you know, this was his plan all along. Right. Maybe, maybe he goes, this is my payday. Okay. Does it, doesn't make him somebody I want to hang out with, but is he wrong? No, not, I mean, on the eyes of law, no. Like he's, to me, everything I've seen thus far, everything we've talked about, the only one in the wrong here is the baby. It, at least legally, right? Right. And, and I would think very easily you come in and, you know, you file a suit against against the baby and it probably gets settled very quickly and quietly for a ton of money, right? But, you know, you're, you're ultimately liable for that. You did it. You took the action. Is that a quarter million? Oh, I mean, I don't know what his injuries are. I'm, I'm guessing probably not that significant, although he did get kicked a lot in the ribs, so maybe... Maybe a couple broken ribs or something. It, honestly, I think a lot of the value of it is going to come down to how quickly the baby wants it to go away. Ah. You know? Right. Now, if you really wanted to get crazy, we could tie this story in with the story about Tampa. And could you bring the business into play? The bowling alley. The bowling alley. Because we come right back to that negligent security concept. Could we say that there's been incidents at this bowling alley before and you don't have the requisite security? And therefore, you are also responsible for this happening, not just the baby being responsible for it happening. Wow. Mm. That's why I bring you here <laughs> to confuse me even more. No, that's not that's not it. No, no. Um, I appreciate the insight, man. Like I said, again, I just want, you know, like legally, I don't think we think about a lot of these things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and especially my concern being like the hip hop community first and foremost, because that's where I, I live at a lot, you right. know? And so to me, you know, and I notice it a lot and, you know, me and my barber talk about this, we'll have a lot of these conversations, right? But then you start thinking, mm, but what about this part? And yeah. like you just said, what about the legal part of it though? Like what really could happen? Not what he said <laughs> or what in the hood I felt like, or you know, like you said, my ego was bruised a little bit. What actually is what really yeah. we can talk about in the courtroom? I, I mean, let's, does the baby still live in the hood anymore? Probably not, Probably right? Not. So, I mean, at what point, and look, you grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in South Jersey, about 10 minutes outside of Philly, right? So very similar areas. At what point do you go, yeah, I'm not in that area anymore. I've grown up and I've grown out of it. And I don't need to live in that. I need to live in, you know, for lack of a better term, adult world or, or the world where I'm not losing six to seven figures of money because I threw a punch, because I had to protect my ego. I'm not protecting somebody else. I'm not protecting my wife. I'm not protecting my kids, right? right? I'm not protecting somebody else's the chance of getting hurt. I'm solely protecting my ego. I mean, at, at what point within, it, whether it's culture or not, at what point, and I know you do a lot, with with you know hip hop study hall and right you know with with that well I'm the not generation throw, coming I'm not, up yeah I'm but, not trying to throw a punch like no. over something crazy I'm just not but I'm just saying at what point does does it do we stop saying hey it's cultural and we start saying look don't don't do something that's going to jeopardize your future what put it like this what if it was an athlete the ramifications would be so much worse right 
he's an NFL player, then let's ignore the fact that maybe an NFL player is going to carry more punch because, you know, just of being stronger and everything else. Right. Right. I mean, you're looking at suspensions. You're looking at a lot of other ramifications just to protect your ego. You know, and if you're a college guy, you're, let's make it even easier. You're a high school guy, right? Because there's a lot of high school football players out there, a lot of high school athletes. You throw a punch like that, but you have aspirations of playing in college or playing in the pros. Mm. What do you think is going to happen? Those opportunities are not going to be there, right? It, it's, I, I heard this one, so it's not my quote, but I don't know the exact quote, but it's basically you're one decision away from completely changing your life. Yeah. I, I, I often say something like that. I go three minutes the wrong way can have you messed up for life. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's just on a bigger stage doing that same thing. But how many kids out there have, you know, been in high school and had, hey, this guy said something to me on social media, something about me on social media. So when I see him, watch what I'm going to do to him. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. The the law father always with the facts, man. Um, <laughs> dude, I just want the community to do better as a whole, man. And and, yeah. and not even like the baby's doing bad because I think he's a superstar, and I think that he's he's still got you know. I think the baby can be in acting, all kinds of things. But like you said, if it becomes a point where, you know, like I definitely don't think he's even remotely as big as R. Kelly was, right? And look at how they took him down yep. when it all shook down, right? Not that he's in the same category as R. Kelly with right. you know the stuff he was doing, but. It doesn't matter how big you are. It can all be like they can find a way to just ruin you if they want. And I just don't I just don't know how many more chances he has, you know, with, with these kind of incidents before they go. You know what? We're done with this kid. He's not selling that many records. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I don't I don't want to see that, man. Um, Where can they find you at on social media, sir? So just check out the law at the law father, all the socials. TikTok, we're doing a ton on TikTok. Yeah, I see you moving around these different spaces too. I, I see lots of things happening. Um, you've even like had, had some dress up in some of these things. You've got you've got you've got uh, uh, wardrobe stuff that that I've seen you with. Yeah, on. We're keeping it fresh. Oh yeah, see, see, you, you're in touch with the times. Yeah, you know I'm what's not going the old on. guy in the room. I'm not, I'm not 40 yet, so we're good, <laughs> dude. You're not gonna be the old guy in the room anyway. Dude. You'll be fine. You walk, dude. Let me tell you, you're fine, dude. Like you said, and the best thing about it is you don't even walk in a room like trying to be the young guy. Like just you just a cool guy dude like that's I it i appreciate that that's that, that that you know what i've learned like even when i be rocking with a lot of these like 19 20 year olds that they like it because i don't want to be them right like i don't want to be you dude like i'm cool like i don't yeah. want to be you like i don't want to have to spend my whole life in in front of a, a phone trying to be famous dude i'm already cool <laughs> like i'm already cool like this doesn't make me cool like or whatever but you know man again uh the law father um You'll come back soon if I, I send you some more madness to your phone. Whenever you invite me. Yeah, dude. It's, but you know what's so crazy? And, and there's lots to talk about because um, they just stuff just keeps happening. It does. And if you want, we can go back to the Tampa shooting and look at the shooter side of it and talk about self-defense. You know what? Because that's, that's a great Florida topic. I mean, we've had so many, you know, that it's, it's the same as the Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. That's how, how about we do this? This is because that's what I want to do. I want to go back and look at that from the shooter side. We'll get a little bit more research on that. And then I'd like to talk to you, too, about Trayvon Martin 10 years later. So that that we're already telling everybody what the next episode is. You'll come back and we'll talk about that because I watched a, a special on that and I thought about you. But I, we already had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. But I, I'd like to get into that a little bit, too. I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the shooting because I think these things we have to have these conversations, too, because, you know, with all the gun laws, the stand your yeah. ground, all this kind of stuff down here, people get things confused and think that they can do certain things that are going to be okay. And then they're in a bunch of other stuff. Oh, here's the thing. 
because I've done stand your ground motions before. I actually have one pending right now. Wow. And uh, they're, they're kind of fun. From the legal side, right? <laughs> they're kind of fun. And in Florida, yeah, we're kind of the wild west. Yeah. Well, we, we, well, um, so that's it. That's what we'll do next week. We'll, we'll, um, we'll come back. We'll, we'll talk more about, uh, the Tampa case downtown. We'll get into stand your ground and we'll talk about, uh, Trayvon Martin 10 years later Sounds and kind of what it means to everybody, including me and yourself, man, the law father, um, I just like saying the law father. I just, I, just, I think it's the coolest thing ever, dude. Uh, William <laughs> Frankie, it. uh, we'll have you back next week. That's a, that's a fact. Where can they find you at one more time? I like to get that out there at the law father, all the socials, check us out there. Dude, boom. Your man DJ can Tampa's most connected DJ, man. As I told you, I'm on a mission, man, to look into this drill rap scene just a little bit deeper, man. And and today I feel like I'm even more connected. Uh, I get to reach back into Bronx, New York, man. Co-op city action. Um, shout out to everybody in the BX right now, man. Um, they don't got the weather I got here in Florida. I ain't mean to just leave y'all, but you know what I'm saying? My man Ron Suno in the building, man. What up, man? Long sooner, y'all know the vibes, man. Thanks for having me, man. You know the vibes. We working, dude. Taking I over I, everything. I appreciate that, man, and respect the fact that you're moving. So let's get into it real quick, man. Like, how are things right now for you, man? I, I see records are moving, videos are moving. How does it feel as opposed to let's just say a year ago? How it feel? Um, I feel like everything elevating for me as far as like putting everything in order. You feel me? Because I feel like before we was just trying to stamp everything. You feel me? Just trying to solidify a spot in the game, just just to connect the dots with certain people, meet up with certain artists, beat makers. So right now, I feel like everything copacetic. Like everything is more organized right now. So like a different level of of, of, of a lane we're going in right now. Right. When we talking organized, I, I want to get into this because what I want to do with every episode here at Hip Hop Study Hall too is I want to learn something, right? So when you started out, I'm sure it was you, your crew, your family doing a lot of the work on your own. So when you say organized now, is that mm-hmm. because of the situation you've created with Empire and the bigger family that you have around you helping things move? Yeah. Yeah, it's like right now I feel like the more organization is like everything is more strategic. So it's like before I was more so trying to find my own producers, trying to find my own engineer and just get people to understand my sound. Right. I'm at a point where it's like, I got people around me that know what I like already. So it's easy for me to navigate every situation from what I want to do. So my, it makes my vision more clear. Right. How old are you, man? How old are you? 21. So, so 21. And when did you decide that it was time to take this music thing serious, being up in the Bronx? Um, I saw that. Man, at um 2013, so I was 13 years old when I started rapping. Wow, I was 13. So you know, you know, they say it takes 10 years to master something. So it was like, like it really took me like a couple of years, like in, in the thing. So I say like around 2017, 16, I started really taking it more serious and understanding like, like what music industry really is. Right. Me? And as the drill, oh, as, as the so so let me t- let me talk to you about like about how this this lane that you're in right now, this this drill scene lane, right? This lane is kind of taking mm-hmm. off. When did you, when did you, cause, cause I don't know about mastered, but you seem to have a pretty heavy flow of, of how you want to handle this drill scene right here. When did you decide that that was a lane that you really was like, this is a lane that I can get in and, and get my space. So like once, once drill got introduced to New York, that's when I, I, I took, I took over that lane in the Bronx. You know what I'm trying to say? Because Chicago had an influence with, with Chief Keith started. And then Brooklyn started doing drill. And then that's when I came in the land from my borough, you feel me? Because it's like different boroughs in, in New York. So we all doing different things. So I feel like when, when the Bronx was like coming up, right. I mean, not Bronx, when Brooklyn was coming up, I started rapping from the Bronx. You feel me? 
Right. And that's how I got lit. That's a fact. We got a big record out right now, too. This record, Grabber. Yeah, Grabber. Right. That's a fact. I always smoke with Grabber. You feel me? If you're not smoking with Grabber, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Look, man. Fact. Who, who, who did this? Who did this record with you? Who, what producer you went in the studio and did this record with? Um, so we'll see Draco and Kino. Kino, Kino beats. That's a fact. I think they're from New York. Okay. Now, the reason I even asked that though mm-hmm. is because I watched the video, right? And the, the one thing I got to give this new generation of hip hop cats like yourself, it's like there is no, mm-hmm. there is no right or wrong way to make a video to you. It's like it's just all gonna be That's energy, right. and you go anywhere, mm-hmm. pull out a camera, and that becomes a part of the video. How much fun is that process mm-hmm. when you, when you, you know, what I'm saying because. There's so many things coming out that that are that are not fun in this music. So when you look at that side of it, the yeah. create the creating side, and I'm watching your videos, I can't help but be like, yo, I just want to be at these parties. I just want to be in this scene <laughs> with them. How does that how does that feel when you when you when you when when people tell you that you're giving them that energy? So like I feel like it, 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 everything is more organic. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's more fun when shit's organic. Cause I feel like when you playing shit, it don't go as planned. You ever try playing something? And they don't reach expectation. Right. So you gotta always like just go off energy. Like for me, like most of my vids, it just be like the time being, cause we having a good time. So it's like they don't even realize the camera is there so that you can catch all the fun moments. You feel me? Right. When it's playing, you gotta really like try to get everything to fit the camera. So like, that's how I feel. When it's organic, it's gonna be more official. Right. Are we working on a are we working on a whole project now? We got a whole project out, or we just we just got these singles out right now? Yeah, I got some singles out right now. I'm, I'm working on a project. I'm about to have um 12 songs on the tape, so it's gonna be a big tape for me. I ain't gonna lie. That's coming it's out. It's gonna this be like one of my. T- um, it's gonna come out like before the summertime. Before the summertime. Right. right. And you got your man Dusty Locaine on the remix. How how was that? Getting that together. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, Dusty. That's 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 a real nigga right there. Like that was like more genuine because he for me he he went Empire too. So when we linked up. It was natural. He's from Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx. We connected the dots, and then when we did the song, I automatically heard it. I was in I was in Miami. I was like, when I come back to New York, we're gonna shoot the vid. So right. when we shot the vid, I knew it was gonna go viral. I ain't gonna lie. I knew it was gonna go viral. I just so, had that feeling. So when you first heard yourself on, you know, those stations that you've been growing up on, what was that like? Huh? When you you know, Hot ninety seven power. Like, Mm. That shit feel like 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 you know what it feel like like an accomplishment because it feel like a video game for me like a milestone. Now you play a video game and you got to another level. It felt like that because I remember when I was younger, I right. used to be in the car and every morning I used to play the radio and I used to hear songs and shit and it'd be the same songs every morning. It'd be like the same rotation. So the fact that like I could hear myself in the radio when I could hear like the same songs, it made me realize like I could be for me. That 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 powerful rap for me that powerful world. right. <clears throat> we get focused a little little bit on something else too that I want to talk to you, but I want to talk to you a little deeper about the drill scene, right? You know, because if you're watching it from the internet, which is where a lot of you guys have really really taken off, especially for people that ain't in New York that support it, right? Around the country, academics is giving it big love. Of course, like you said, a lot of people discovered it, not even from the UK, but when Chicago got involved, right? When Chicago got involved and the Midwest got involved, it seemed like a lot of the states got involved. And then it seems like what you guys are doing in New York right now, especially, you know, God rest his soul, what Pop started to do, the light that, that Pop started to get on it, what Dusty's doing, what you're doing, what everybody's doing in this scene, right? It seems like 
drill is in a space where it's like everybody want to be involved, but it's also this space where in New York, it can be, and I've seen this written up a couple of times where it's starting to seem like the music is secondary. It's the lifestyle. It's the gang stuff. It's everything else seems to be coming to where they're talking more about that than talking about the creativity and the dope music that you guys are making. How do you feel when you hear that stuff? But like, um, People always going. I feel like it's it's the life we living in because it's like it's it's what the fans want. So it's like attention attracts money. You know what I'm trying to say. So it's like when you have rappers talking about daily life, it's fans behind it that's trying to figure out what's going on. So it makes the rapper talk about it more when they realize it, it, it's a gaining point for me. You feel me? Right. Like when you realize you can make music and you could talk about the things that's going on and actually benefit off of it, then it makes people want to keep doing it. Like, you feel me? Like, people always like violence. You feel me? That's the that's the society we live in. And like, for me, people always going to care about the negativity because that's what's going to sell at the end of the day. You feel me? Like, whether somebody get locked up, somebody die, whatever, it, it, it's just sad because it's the way we live in. I don't even know how to explain it, but right. you know, it's a I- cycle. I mean, rap has been catching its share. I mean, right. we can look back to N.W.A. We can look back to, you know, things going on, like losing the greats like Tupac and Biggie to, like I said, even recently losing Pop Smoke. But when you look at the news right now, it's like, yeah. I, and I, like I said, I know you you right in the middle of it because the news in New York, it's, it's the first thing. And things will come on. And the first thing that will be said is we lost a drill rapper. As It's almost like it's like they're blaming you guys and the music. For these, for other kids dying that are, that are your age, you know what I'm saying, like 17, 18, 21, 22, at these real young ages. So when you look at the mayor coming out up there and he's like wanting to have these meetings, he's wanting to get you guys no, not show your videos on YouTube. Do you feel like that's that's fair to you guys to, to take that resp- that responsibility to put on you, or is it more so like a combination of things that somebody like the mayor isn't even really looking at, like a bigger picture? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a bigger picture because at the end of the day, music is not necessary. <coughs> music is not necessarily a cause of violence because at the end of the day, we have video games, we have movies that's inflicting the that the, the the negativity side of the world. So if you're gonna say music is a cause of like violence, you're supposed to say everything else that comes with with entertainment too. You feel me? Right. You can't just like settle music out because drill rappers is talking about it when you got movies that's reenacting situations that could be real you feel me right the fight now i feel you on that man so what do you think about the what the mayor's doing like when he's trying to get all you guys together and i saw mayno recently shouts out to my dude mayno and and recently getting you know trying to get a lot of artists together because they they say you know and i and i believe this you guys are yeah. a movement you're a movement right so a lot of these kids and and what's crazy to me is to watch and hear like a suburban kid that would never go to a party in the bronx right but they watch yeah. you because they got youtube and they, they in your life they watching your live this that and the other and they in these comments and they arguing do you think you you think it's the right direction though for the mayor to try to get you guys together and kind of lead the charge on you know just helping to try to cut back on the violence in your city I like the idea of bringing people together for me like that. That's a good idea of just like people uniting and, and, and making money off of something instead of like segregating and making people like fight. But the only idea I feel like is, is, is stopping a whole drill wave of people making music and how they express themselves. That's something I disagree with because for me, people can't control what they say when they when they when they rapping off of emotion. For me, right? Because a lot of music poetry for me, and poetry is expressing your feelings. So when people make music, that's the only gateway they got to. Like land it out, cause say somebody angry, you feel me? They could go to the stool and, and, and let it out instead of do, actually putting in actions and, and doing it in real life. They could say it in a song, so it's basically I feel like it's therapy, in in a different way. Right. 
No, I, I mm-hmm. and I respect that, man. That's why, like I said, I wanted to hear. It's it's one thing, like I said, you know, and and I want to be fair when I do this stuff, right? It's one thing to hear people that write these articles that never be on the block like you. I, I tell people all the time when yeah. I came up in this hip hop thing, we didn't necessarily have the internet, right? So the people that I really wanted to see or the people that I love, I was like you. I had to go to these events. Like we was in the middle of these mm-hmm. streets, you know what I'm saying? Like like now a kid can can be a sneakerhead by going on StockX, right? They ain't really got to go out there and hit Fordham or hit somewhere in the BX and be like, I got to go get that sneaker before everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like they, the internet has helped a lot of people be in our culture that don't even have to actually be in our culture but under your mm-hmm. post they'll be in the comments they got something to say they arguing with somebody else so to my to my to that point that's why i said like to me someone like you who's who's living it every single day your thoughts and your opinions really really matter to me so when you're in a label meeting though when you're in a label meeting right mm-hmm. with empire and you're talking about how to market your product and and you guys are having these discussions on on the marketing of you as an artist are there conversations on Yo, man, that might be a little dicey or, you know what I'm saying? And and I don't, I'm not sure even how to put this question, you know, because a lot of times in hip hop, it's like it seems like we're the only genre that all the way has to live what we rap about. You know what I'm saying? And to your point. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger killed people all day on the Terminator. Right. He killed people all day in movies. Right. When these people say cut, they not mad at them. They go live with their family. But it seems like in hip hop, though, we can't say cut after you finish making a dope video. That might have been about, like you said, your emotions that day. It's like after yeah. that, though. You got to watch yourself for the next, like, months everywhere you go. Yeah, that's a fact. But it's like, rap rappers in 2022, I feel like rapping is the new, how you say it, rapping is a new, it's a, it's a, it's a I don't know, bro. It's a new way of people getting exposed to the wrong idea. So it's like, rappers are most targeted in 2022. Bottom line, like, rappers will always be targeted, you feel me? Because, even even if they wasn't rapping about certain shit, they would still have to watch out for themselves because it comes with people hating. For me, it comes with not having security. And different things rappers get caught up. So I feel like rappers nowadays, there's always going to be a certain situation, whether it's drill, hip-hop. Like, if you rap, it's, it, you're always going to be targeted. I ain't going to lie. Wow. And that... that- that's as real as it get right there, man. So what's next for you, yeah. man? Like, like, what are we looking at next? Because I know, like I said, you got big records out right now. We working on a full project. Um, You just told me as we started this conversation that people are going to be able to catch a glimpse of you doing your thing live. You're about to be on the road some. The summer's coming up, bro. The summer's coming up. You know, that's that's when, whew, you ready for the summer? Are you ready? Let me ask you something. Are you prepared in 2022 to have a big record and be on the road all summer? I ain't gonna lie, that's the plan right there. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Cause <laughs> summertime, that's for all the patties. You feel me, bro? So we just we trying to touch every state. I got my passport. We trying oh, to every country. Oh, so you? Oh, so you ready? Ready? You ready? Ready yeah. to be on the road with a big record? I'm ready. I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying to turn the value up for me. Cause I see, I see it since I was younger. I see a lot of rappers that I used to look up to. You feel me? Right. I used to, I used to be motivated. I used to be like, damn, I want to do the same thing. So now it's time to just put that to play for me. Right. Cool I see you work with Dusty Locaine. Like I said, he he, he got on a remix of your, of your record. Um, as you as you're putting together this project, anybody you have in mind that that we might see a feature from, or you still working on that, or just anybody in mind that you'd like to get on a record with that you that you looking at working with in the next in the next year or so, or that you like to work I, with. I got a song with myself, Rod Swish. We about to drop that um and like next week. We about to drop a song next week near Rod Swish. Okay. Um. I got a couple more music from people in Brooklyn, you feel me? Like my son JD, you feel me? I'm gonna be JD. He's from Brooklyn too. 
Um, just a couple artists from New York. You feel me? I'm just touching ties because New York live right now, so I want to get everybody where they need to be, just like how Atlanta is. Because Atlanta together, so New York got to be together too, for a fact. Speaking of that, right? And 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 looking at the greats, right? Buster Rhymes spoke on this a while back. So I, and and again, I think what's dope about talking to someone like yourself is you on this new wave of New York's on your back, right? And like you said, and I think it's dope too how you're talking about it ain't about separation of boroughs. So you like, yo, if I can work with this person, I want to work with this person, right? So when you look at a city like Atlanta and how they've shown you though, them being together like they are is really what blew it up. And a while back, Buster Rhymes had said the reason New York seemed like it fell off is because nobody was really working together. We wasn't really coming together, even being the mecca that New York was, right? Or that it is, right? We weren't coming together. Are you guys, Are you? do you feel like this new scene, especially you and the drill rappers, y'all leading the way on getting that kind of back together? Yeah, hell yeah, because it's easier now. Before, I feel like there was not a lot of rappers. Like, I mean, everybody rap, you know, everybody make music, but the, the rate that everybody going now is right. more rappers. So that means the more rappers they become, the more rappers that could be other rappers. So I feel like right now, it's a lot of rappers in New York. So they bound to always connect with other rappers. I mean, it's like everybody rap now. I ain't gonna lie. It, it, everybody go to the stool. Right. All you gotta do is go to the stool, shoot a vid, have a good cameraman, and get your hits on. You a rapper. I ain't gonna lie. That's it. Nah. It's, it's so easy now. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's- um, that you, you made me. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Oh, because this this was here, and I and I talked to a couple of artists a while back, and I asked them. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Back in the day, and and I ask you these things because I, I love to see how things have changed in the mindset of, like you said, uh, artists like yourself that's bubbling now in today's how we doing things in the streaming time, right? You and I'm sure you, if you know your history, you know back in the day, right? Rapper go in the studio for two or three months to make an album. They do press on the album. They put the single out. The album comes out. Then they go on tour for a few months, right? Then it's the process. Take a break. Put put another project out. How often now, though, now, in today's rap world, do you got to put a new song out? Every day. Damn. Whoa. Hold up. I had to look at my man Jason because I'm wondering because it seemed like, no, it just seemed like, like, and I was talking to, I went to a school. I go to schools and shit and speak to kids and it's like, they're like really saying what you say. Like if you don't keep feeding them, they forget you like in two weeks. Yeah, it's it's, it's young. Everybody young. It's like the, the younger we get, the shorter our attention span get. For a fact, it's like it's so much. It's like when I said new rappers, it's so much new talent. It's like if you're gonna do something, what makes you different? You feel me? So it's like you gotta keep dropping because that's the only thing that's gonna be different. Your yeah, consistency, right? You feel me? Hard work always be talent. So we pretty much gonna get a song from you like every seven to ten days is what you're saying. That's about to happen. Yeah, I'm about to drop a song this Friday. It's a ball. I'm about to drop a song tomorrow. Facts. About to drop a music video. I can't. I I can't even be mad at that work ethic, man. I can't. I can't even be mad at that, man. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, the new single that's dropping tomorrow, or should I say tonight at midnight? What's it called? Mm -hmm. It's called. I got a debut. I got a set debut. I'm still working on that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because I also gotta, I gotta respect, yo. Cause seriously, like the new wave, like how y'all work, bro. Like, and I'm not even mad at it. I learned something every time I talk yeah. to you. I'm a little older than you, bro. So, 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 and and I don't care what nobody say, bro. I fuck with you. I, I rock with you. I rock with everybody that you. You know what I'm saying? Like this wave. But I be so surprised at how you work. You know what I'm saying? Like you literally yeah. like. Nah, I ain't got a name for it yet, but I'll have one in a few hours, and it's gonna be ready to hit the streaming services. <laughs> like you, like, and then yo, cause it really be it be the fans though. You feel me? Right. Sometimes. 
if a fans is commenting like consistently, like get this, get this, you gotta give it to them. I ain't gonna lie, you can't even wait. So that's what they want. So that interaction, so you deep in that interaction too with your fans on your social media and stuff like that too. Of course, you feel me? I always read my comments, I check my insights. I know my fans come from because for me to be aware is to be alive, and you can always like capitalize on what you know. You feel me? Well, bro. I'll tell you something, man. Like anybody who don't listen and talk to brothers like yourself that's doing it, you and your team, they losing, bro. Because like I said, every time I talk to someone like yourself, I learn something. Whether you 21, because how you using the technology and how you moving around, I really respect that. And like you said, being able to talk directly to your fans, that says a lot. And then to hear you tell me, I got a new single dropping tonight, Ekin. But I ain't got the name for it. I ain't mad at I you, bro. Like, like, like I said, I just feel like I'm learning something, bro. And I ain't even mad at because sometimes I'll be like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And you just like, nah, we got the song ready. But I may talk to my fans for a couple of hours and all of a sudden I got a name. I might even change a verse. I don't even know yet. But yeah, you ready. It's ready. For me, you just got to always stay ready. For me, it's like a call. Like, like rapping is like a call. You got to always have your engine ready for me. Always keep going for me. Because at the destination, right. it could be ending for me. Never know what's on the, on the other side of the world. So you got to keep pushing. Because people that make music, the goal, I feel like if you're a rapper, the goal is to, to, to make something out of rapping. Like, like people don't want to be 40 rapping. So it's like, you become a rapper, you become a businessman, and you become successful. So like, that's, that's the goal. Like, for me, turn rapping to something else. Right, uh, and that's 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 what we trying to do. So what so what what do rappers like yourself when you look up and you see the moves that a Jay Z has made or the moves that a Nas is making in tech? You know, what I'm saying dudes who who laid the foundation, the next set of foundation, or even like like I said, like I'm sure. Well, you being 21, it was probably future for you, right? Dudes like that, that was for you. Who was who was who was inspired you? Like that made you be like, I could do this because you was 13 um, when you started. So we like eight years ago. Yeah, that's like yeah, a couple of years ago. Future right? Drake. Yeah, nah, nah. I say like I go. I was listening to Biggie, like Biggie, Fifty, Lil Wayne, Soldier Boy, um, Eminem, like all the rappers that was lit. Right, two thousands. I was, I was on the way. Like even Michael Jackson. I get Michael Jackson. For me, nah, man, it's, it's a lot to do, man. Um, I'd be I'd be amiss if I didn't ask you this. <laughs> I, I'd be I'd be I'd be amiss if I didn't ask you this, man. Like to watch what was happening with Pop Smoke and what he was doing for the drill scene in New York, and then to suddenly lose him, which was crazy to me because my thing is, like you just said, we work yeah. to get out of like the hood of of Brooklyn and the Bronx, even though we know it's a great city, right? We trying to get in a better place, and this dude get killed in a million dollar house in Cali. Like, how hard did that yeah. hit? The, how hard did that hit the drill scene? Damn, bro, I go love, bro. That shit hurt. Cause I ain't gonna lie, between me and you, I met Pop once. You feel me? Right. I only met him once, but you know I know the people he know. You feel me? We got the same people and shit. That shit hit different because he was on a different type of land. Right. He was he he took drill he took drill to a whole nother level. When you talk about music, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. He he expanded the sound to another way of people could could, could you feel me? Follow along. Right. And, and, and so for him to take it and make rappers really understand, like, damn, you gotta watch out for yourself, even when you lead a hood, because that's the whole goal is to lead a hood and not stay in the hood. Because if you stay in the hood, nine times out of ten, you gonna get into trouble anyways. So when you lead a hood, you still gotta be on your p's and q's. So that's how you gotta learn, right? 
Yeah, man. Rest in peace to Pop Smoke, man. Yo, like I said, man, I I, I definitely want to keep in touch, man, with you and your whole team. I I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, bro, like yeah. it's just it's a it's a it's a lot. I I think that I think I'm gonna have to keep following this movement real closely. Ron Suno, um, single that's out right now. Give it to the people. What's the single that's out right now? Yeah, what popping? they gonna say? What they gonna say? Ron Suno, go go get that old platforms. We're gonna invite every minute. Everything plus three million up. We are we going crazy. Bro, I just like how y'all y'all be having numbers in mind. You got goals in mind, and you know what's so crazy? Everybody be talking like everybody that ain't paying attention think it's just like, oh, they just want to rap and get in the camera and be in front of jumping on cars and shit. Yo, you really about your business over there, bro. You and your team really nah, about your business. Yeah, you it's, it's a different type of swag over here, bro. We trying we trying to really make it, bro. Like this ain't just music, like because music is twenty percent, right? Eighty percent business, bro. Dude, Co-op City, the Bronx in the building. We got Bronx. a new single dropping tonight, but we're not sure. We're not sure what we're gonna call it yet. We got a new single dropping tonight. Um, where can they find you at on social media? Right now, my Instagram is Ron Bruno. My YouTube is Ron Suno. Everybody tap in from the old platforms. We're going crazy. So everybody lock in. I know the vibes, man. Yo, it's DJ Eakin, man. Uh, Hip hop study hall podcast, man. Like, um, I appreciate you, man. Everybody over at Empire, man, and 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 much yeah. success. And also, too, man. Um, I'm gonna say this so everybody can hear. I'm trying to lock in. The brother's yeah. coming to Florida soon. I'm gonna try to see if I can get him to swing through Tampa. Whoo, might be Liddy. Let's go, <laughs> Might <Dang>. be Liddy. <laughs> well, man, crazy. It's gonna be too lit. You heard? Word. Too lit. No, I appreciate it, man. Again, I respect you, man, and I appreciate you stopping through, man. Uh, much success, and let's tap again soon man so i can i can keep checking on that progress all right i right, most definitely nice My man. You, appreciate you bro right. man oh man um i feel like we're back now man i appreciate everybody rocking with us here at hip-hop study hall the podcast man shout out to my man uh jason over at radio influence uh shout out to ben my right hand as well and um shout out to uh ron suno for coming through also shout out to william frankie aka the law father man and um shout out to you too for rocking with us don't forget man hit that hit that youtube channel at hip-hop study hall download subscribe like comment all that good stuff and of course wherever you get your podcast fist podcast fix i got that part right where you get your podcast fixed uh like subscribe comment and all that good stuff there as well all right uh i am dj eakin until next week on this hip-hop study hall thing uh god bless you man thank you